Hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And well, given what's going on in the world right now, this week we're going to talk about how to keep going during a pandemic when it comes to your business. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone. I hope you guys are all keeping well in these really tough and challenging times. I know it's really hard right now. Um, it's hard for me. It's hard for all of us. I, I don't think it matters where you are in the world, times are tough. Um, you know, obviously some countries have implemented different measures than others, but yeah, you know, times are tough. So uh, let's have a whole episode about this. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a long episode because there is a lot for us to talk about. Um, so maybe, you know, grab a cup of coffee. I got one here beside me <laughs> or whatever your, you know, your favorite beverages, uh, find a comfy blanket, whatever you might need, a notebook if that's helpful to you. And let's chat about how to keep going for your business or just financially, not even necessarily your business, hinting on what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> but yeah, how to keep going during a crisis. Uh, before I actually get into the uh, the main stuff of this podcast episode, I was going to say the meat, but uh, some of you know I'm I'm vegan, so saying the meat of the podcast seems a bit wrong. Uh, so funny, the things we think about when we've been in quarantine a little too long. Well, actually, we're just doing social isolation here. But anyway, um, before I get into that, I want to give you a, a few notes just so you know what we're going to talk about, because I know things are a bit triggering or tricky or just like you've already gotten 10 million emails in your inbox and you don't want to hear about certain things anymore. So my first caveat or my first note is that we're absolutely not going to be rehashing what's actually going on in the world in terms of like uh, numbers of people infected or like... um, you know, uh, what's going on in hospitals or the the horrors we're seeing in the news. Like, we're not going to talk about that stuff today because that's not what I'm here for. And that's not what you loaded this podcast for, at least I'm assuming so, right? We're only going to talk about anything that has economic impact or sort of like maybe mental health impact a little bit. But we're not going to really get into all those numbers and facts and figures and things. If you want that, I bet you have a million other resources for that stuff. And my second like note or caveat is that this episode is 100% here to help you guys out, to give you ideas on what you can do right now to earn some income or ways you can help your fellow business owners survive this uh, crisis that we are in. That's what this is all about. It's not um, it's not for any other reason. Again, you know, we're not going to be rehashing the news very much here unless if there's some sort of economic thing that you need to know. And thirdly, I want to acknowledge how hard things really are right now. I said it off the top as I started talking today. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it probably multiple times over the next course of, I don't know, how long this is going to be, an hour, maybe more. We'll have to see when I'm done talking. Um, But I've just got a lot of notes here to go through for you guys. Um, But uh, times are super weird right now. And this situation changes daily. One of my business contacts that I was in touch with late last week, or maybe it was the previous week like honestly time has no meaning right now um but she said every day feels like a week and I so agree and I'm sure you all feel similarly you know March feels like it's been a year you know I think there was a a joke I saw posted on the internet it's like decades I've lived in the 70s the 80s the 90s 2000s the 2010s the 2020s March you know we all kind of feel that way right now uh days are days feel like weeks weeks feel like years, you know. Um, As I'm recording this, it is Tuesday, March 24th. And I want to be clear, the reason why I'm mentioning the date, and hopefully I'm hoping to get this out the same day, um, but you know, you may be listening to it past March 24th of 2020. But I want to just be clear that because things are changing so rapidly, there is a possibility I may say something in this about like economic measures or things you can apply for or whatever that isn't, doesn't end up being true. 
And so I, I apologize for that, but it's because things are rapidly so cha- changing ra- so rapidly. I mean, uh, that's a funny way to word things. Um, even as I was getting set up to record today's podcast, uh, there was actually a uh, press conference from our prime minister here in Canada about uh, what they're doing. They've, they've recalled parliament. They're going to be putting in new economic measures. So, yeah, like, and I know in the U.S. there's been a lot of things that have been happening in other countries as well, in the U.K. So, yeah, all's to say, you know, things are changing really, really rapidly. The world around us is changing really rapidly. And, you know, I really want to help you guys out survive this. Um, but if you hear me say something and you're like, Candace, that isn't quite right, it's probably just because it was correct when I wrote these notes within the last couple of days even if it's not quite right now. Um, So let's leave all that aside and get to the topic at hand. How can you earn some income in these rough times? Or how can you help your business survive in these rough times? We're going to talk about both of those things. So to do some research, to see if my assumptions about how this is affecting people were correct. And, you know, I've, I've been seeing people talk about it on social media. I've talked directly with friends. I have friends who work in health and wellness. I have friends who work in many other careers. Um, But I just wanted to do some quick polls on Instagram, okay? So on my business Instagram, that is happy little biz for those of you who don't follow me, maybe, you know, I'd love it if you did, but my audience is mostly health and wellness business owners like you guys. That's, you know, I'd say probably 90% of the people who follow me on that account, that's what they do. So I did a couple of polls there. The first question I asked was, is your business closed due to COVID-19? And this was a couple days ago that I ran this poll. So it was probably the 22nd of March, I think I did it. Um, 83% of people said, yes, their business is closed. 17% said no. And I want to note that you can actually see who replies yes and who replies no. And I noticed that within a few hours of somebody hitting the no button, no, my business is not closed, they actually put up a notice on their IG grid saying they were going to be temporarily closing till at least the end of the month. So yeah, things are changing really rapidly. And that skews the results probably more towards 85% yes, 15% no, something like that, maybe even higher. Um, but anyway, the uh, the second question I asked was, if you are not closed, has your business decreased? Like, are you seeing less bookings? Are you seeing less interest? And 100% of the people clicked yes. Every single person clicked yes. Now, on my personal Instagram, that's Candice.Eisner, where like I, I talk about like running and, you know, personal life stuff. I occasionally put up a photo of my cats or something I'm eating, you know, like just what most of us use our personal Instagram for. Now, my followers there work many different jobs, right? We've got people in IT, people in the government, people who are self-employed in various ways, um, people who are run coaches, people who are fitness instructors, yoga instructors, uh, people who work in hospitals, like literally people run the gamut of what they do for a living over there, right? So we've got self-employed and we've got fully employed people. So I did a poll over there as well, and here's how that went down. First off, I made sure everyone knew the poll was for everyone. I wasn't looking just for sort of my my business audience. I wasn't looking for health and wellness professionals. I was looking at literally asking everybody, has your income been affected by COVID-19? 76% of people clicked no, and 24% said yes. And I took a quick peek at who answered in each category just to make sure I was getting some variety. I wasn't just getting, you know, uh, all just just people who work in healthcare or just people who work in the government or whatever. Um, And what I saw was that most of the yeses are people who are self-employed. And most of the no's were people who are employed. You know, they're in... uh, all kinds of industries, like I like I said, tech and government and advertising and all kinds of different jobs. So while this is obviously just a poll of my Instagram followers, this is not scientific in any way. It isn't like an official research firm doing this. It's literally just, you know, a straw poll if you want to think of it that way. It does sh- kind of show us a couple of things. The first thing it shows us is that all of you guys are struggling right now. If you work in health or wellness or fitness, 
you have probably had to close your business down or you have seen a major decrease in business because of what's going on in the world right now with coronavirus COVID-19. And it's not just in Canada or the US, it's everywhere. Because I have followers from many different countries on Instagram. And secondly, if your business is not closed, bookings are down for pretty much everyone. I mean, obviously, again, you know, it's not like I polled the entire planet, but if 100 percent of the people who clicked, who looked at the poll clicked, yes, businesses is uh, down. I'm seeing less bookings. That tells us something. Third, of course, is that we're not alone in this. All of our colleagues all over the place are affected by this. This is unprecedented, in other words. Like, this is not just sort of a, oh, you know, the economy's suffering a little because of XYZ factors going on in the world. Like, no, like, this is unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this before. And the fourth thing to think about is that while you might be hugely struggling right now financially, your client base may not be. They may still be earning their regular full income. They may be people like that 76% of people who clicked, no, my income is not affected in my Instagram poll. So why am I mentioning all this? Like, you know, who cares? It's Instagram. (laughs) Well, I think it's important for us to know that while, of course, we all need to be sensitive to how this situation is affecting people in terms of their health, in terms of their mental health, in terms of their families, in terms of all of the social isolation measures we've been doing, it's also okay to ask your clients to buy things from you right now. I want to give you guys permission for to do that. I know it feels weird, but it is okay to ask. If 76% of my Instagram followers, the ones who work all kinds of jobs, are not impacted financially, you know, at least not much, by this crisis, then chances are around 76% of your clients or your followers on social media, people who know you, are in that exact same situation. What that means is that if you are thinking of asking people to buy things from you, you do not have to feel guilty about that. I said that before and I'm saying it again. Don't feel badly about asking for help. It is totally fine. Many people out there have the means to do so. And I can tell you that I'm seeing a lot of people on social media and in my email email inbox and friends texting me saying that they want to support small businesses right now because they know how hard times are and they are financially doing fine. Even in my own household. So my husband, here's my personal situation. Getting personal here for a second. My husband has a very stable job. He is working from home without, you know, a lot of fuss. It's a little weird for us. For example, I am recording uh, this podcast episode not in my studio because my husband is using the studio as his home office right now because he's because his entire company is on work from home and will be till the end of April, I think they now said. But yeah, so I am down in the basement in this weird little room with like our electrical panel and stuff set up up, uh, to record my podcast. But you know what? It's working and we're making it work. Uh, But, uh, you know, all's to say, my husband has a stable job and we have been doing our best to support local small businesses in any way that we can. Buying products from them and having them drop it off, like contactless drop-offs. Um, you know, there's there's a catering company we really love. We've been supporting them. Supporting a local business where we usually buy gifts for people and cards. Um, they offer to do a drop-off. Um, another local business that does uh, like eco-friendly products. Um, I put in an order for soap from them and a few other supplies that we need in the house that we've almost run out of. And uh, they're going to do a contactless drop-off at our front door. That kind of stuff. We're happy to support local businesses. We want to support local businesses. And I've also been using my Instagram account, my personal one that is, to promote small businesses to my followers so that people know that there's small businesses out there who are struggling and could use support. Anything I can do to help them survive this, right? That's because it's really it's about community. And I've seen many other people doing the same thing. So this is my advice to you all to say, let your clients and social media followers help you out. Do not feel guilty about that. As long as you are tactful with it and not like super pushy, which I'm sure most of you are not that way anyway. I hear from all of you, you don't like doing salesy things, so I totally get it. But just don't feel guilty like asking people to help you out, right? 
even in these very, very, very strange and constantly shifting times. Now, the other side of this whole business shutdown situation is this. Some of you have savings or a partner who can help you through all this. You have an income coming in. You're going to be okay on the other side. That's my personal situation, for example. But some of you don't have that and you need to make some cash right away. So I also did a quick Instagram questionnaire thing about just asking people like, what are you doing to earn income right now? If your business is shut down, what are you doing to earn income? And to tell you the truth, anyone who actually answered it said that they are applying for emergency funding or they're using like their savings and they're just trying to get used to the new normal right now. They have no idea what they're going to do. They don't know how long the shutdown is going to be. And they're worried about how this is going to impact them. So this is why I am doing this episode. I wanted to give you ideas on how you can earn some income in these tricky times. And I'm giving you these ideas in two categories, okay? So first, we're going to go over ideas that you can do that are sort of an adjunct to your business. In other words, things that use your professional skills and are like, as we say in business, another revenue stream for you, okay? And it's even the kind of thing that you might want to keep doing even after this whole crisis is over. Not necessarily, but, you know, you might want to do it. And the second category of ideas I'm going to give you are things that you can do that are meant to be temporary. You know, ways you can earn some cash ASAP, more guaranteed income, more employed type situations. Um, So that way you can see through these tricky times and then come back to your business when when you're ready. So no shade, no shame. Do whatever feels right to you. That's why I'm giving you both categories of ideas. So if you are in the position of needing money to pay your bills right, right, right now, like you're seriously don't even know how you're going to make rent in a week. That second, second category is for you, the I need money ASAP category. But if you can, I recommend trying at least one of the things from the first category, the stuff that's adjunct to your business. So you're creating something to help like your business's future. Um, do a bit of both if you can. But if you only have the ability to do like one right now, you're just like you're mentally, emotionally, you're drained. You're just you just need to focus on just like paying the bills. Do the second category. Do what you need to do to get money right away and then come back to the other ideas when you have a bit more breathing room, when you're feeling a bit more ready for that. Okay, I get it. Like food, putting food on the table, paying your rent, paying the bills so your power doesn't get shut off. You know, all those things have to come first. So let's talk about some of these ideas. These are ideas that I came up with or that friends and family have mentioned or that I found online, I researched. I do not claim that these are all the ideas that ever exist. I hope you guys know that when it comes to this podcast. I never claim that I know it all. Gosh, no. Um, I'm just trying to give you some food for thought, a starting point, something you can work from, something you can run with according to your skills and abilities and what you're comfortable with and what's available in your community and what you have available to you in your home right now. Um, or you can get easily like order it from Amazon or something because I know like if you don't, for example, if an idea involves having a uh, um, making videos and you have a really old cell phone and your cell phone doesn't record decent quality video, you might want to buy some sort of webcam or camera that can record video, right? If you don't have that available to you, you might have to order something online and have it delivered to your house. That's one example of what I'm talking about there. So now let's talk about that first category. If you want to keep things within your business only, ideas that are an adjunct to what you already do and are even something that you can keep doing long term if you want to. These are suggestions for people who have some savings or have another source of income in their household. For example, my household where my husband's job is pretty stable. You don't need to worry in the immediate weeks about having money for bills or something you can do once you do have a little bit of income coming in. So you've got some sort of part-time job to help bridge the gap. Then you can come back and look at these ideas. So idea number one is to sell gift certificates. You can set up a quick and easy website to sell gift certificates. If you use Square for payment processing already, you can create a free website to sell these. And if you don't already use Square for payments, you can either sign up for Square and use it too, or 
you can use something like PayPal to set up an easy system to sell gift certificates, okay? There are easy ways for you to sell gift certificates is what I'm saying. Don't let the technology stop you. A lot of people want to support small businesses right now, and gift certificates are being promoted as one of the easiest ways for you to do this. People are actually looking for these types of things. So please do not feel weird or guilty asking for help in this way. And by the way, before I forget to mention it, I'm, I probably will mention it multiple times, but in the show notes, there will be links to all of these resources, including how to sign up for Square Payments and create a free online e-commerce store where literally you can make the only thing for sale uh, to be gift certificates if you want. You can also sell other things, but we'll get to that in a minute. So I want to mention that I know some of you are hesitant about gift certificates right now, either in general or just right now, and you're hesitant for two reasons. Either you're concerned people will expect to be able to use the gift certificates and then get a receipt to use for their health benefits. So this applies for those of you in Canada or any other country where people can use extended health benefits, um, like the kind of thing used by their employer to pay for massage and other similar services, right? Or you're concerned that when you reopen, you're going to be flooded with people all trying to use their gift certificates all at once and you're going to have to take a loss at that time because you're literally not going to be earning anything because it's all going to be the gift certificate people. So let me comment on this briefly from my own personal perspective. And, you know, you can you can do what you need to do. I always say that on this podcast. But here's my perspective on this from a business owner and from someone who used to work as a massage therapist. On the health benefits part of it, on the people insisting on being able to get a receipt for their health benefits. I know people can be sticky about this. But as long as you are super clear about the fact that you usually cannot use gift certificates and still receive the money back from your insurance, people should have no problem with it. Yeah, you might have a few people who are grumpy about it, but honestly, most people aren't going to have an issue paying for a treatment or two out of pocket, right? Especially since most people don't get benefits for all their treatments for the entire year. Yes, I realize there are some people who do, but most of us do not have that. I mean, I have insurance through my husband's work and I only get $500 per uh, per uh, type of treatment, like 500 for massage therapy, 500 for physio, 500 for uh, osteopathy, etc. Now, if I wanted to buy a uh, massage therapy gift card right now or gift certificate, sorry, would I 100%? Because I would just use that sometime later in the year and I can still claim my insurance benefits as well. Like $500 doesn't go very far, right? It's, it's just not a big deal. And I know there are a lot of people out there who have very similar um, insurance plans. So don't be hesitant to do that. Just be extremely clear with people that gift cards cannot be used. Uh, in most cases, you obviously can't speak for the insurance companies. But in most cases... Gift certificates cannot be used as health claims. As long as you're clear about that, that you can't, you know, make any promises about that, people are still going to be willing to support you. I promise you on this. You will be surprised if you're if you're if you're doubter, you will be surprised. And on the take a loss later thing when it comes to booking all those gift certificate sales, Honestly, chances are good that this is not going to be a huge issue. Once you're able to reopen, you're going to have a mix. You're going to have people with gift certificates and people who are paying then and there out of pocket, right? Or, you know, paying and then putting it into their insurance. And people who buy gift certificates tend to be the steady clients anyhow, right? Or like they'll buy a gift certificate for their friend who's never come to see you. And then maybe that friend will become a steady client, right? It's all about that connection. It's all about building community. That's the key for you guys. Those clients who support you in this hard time, chances are they are still going to support you for months and months to come um, by coming regular for treatment once you're open for business again. So, and, and by sending their friends and family and colleagues too. Plus, if you are really, really concerned about this, say you sell a huge number of gift certificates. People really pour in their support for you. And you just want to make sure it, you can make it work financially once you do reopen. You can always be really upfront with people and say that in order to make it work, you need to put a limit on the number of appointments that can be booked with gift certificates per week. That you're going to honor them all. You just need to stretch it out over a few weeks. That's all you're asking. You're not saying I won't honor your gift certificate. You're not saying you can never book it. You're just saying 
you need to stretch the appointments out over a few weeks to a month. That's all you're saying. Most people will have no problem with that whatsoever. They will understand. They will appreciate the fact that you were transparent. And they will, you know, as long as you're being fair and reasonable, most people are going to have no problem with that. So obviously, you got to do what you're comfortable with. But honestly, if you need a cash influx right now, people are ready and willing to buy gift certificates. So do not hesitate. My second idea for you guys is to create a course of some kind. Now, obviously, this is one that's more of something where you're going to be making money in a few weeks or a month or so. It's not like an immediate cash influx kind of measure. But if you have something you could turn into an online course, now is a really great time to go ahead and try that. Now, by online course, I mean the type of thing where you create the content all in advance, like um, videos, workbooks, whatever content makes sense, and then people purchase access to it. Um, If you've ever used something like Skillshare or Udemy or Teachable, you've probably seen those types of online courses. So you could totally create something of that kind. Now, obviously, what you teach depends on what it is that you do and what you feel comfortable doing an online course about. But let me give you guys some ideas. This is just stuff that you can like uh, play off my ideas to brainstorm your own ideas. I mean, you can also just take one of these ideas specifically and run with it. But just let me kind of get those creative juices flowing. That's such a strange phrase, but it's one that we use. So here's some ideas for you. You could teach an online couples massage course. You could teach infant massage. You could teach nutrition basics. Um, You could do at-home workouts that you can do with little to no equipment, since most of us are in uh, either social isolation or quarantine, so we don't have much equipment. Um, You could teach yoga or yoga for a specific group of people to make it more targeted, like yoga for busy parents, yoga for athletes, yoga for desk workers, yoga to reduce stress. You could do a self-massage course, you know, to keep your legs or arms and whatever, you know, in healthier shape given what's going on right now. You could teach cooking skills. If you're a really good cook, why not? You could teach cooking skills to people, you know. You could teach them how to make basic recipes. You could teach business skills. If you're super good at marketing or event planning or whatever, you could teach those skills to people. Why not make it a course and see if, you know, see if there might be demand. Ask people if they'd be interested. Basically, look at all the various things that you do in your day-to-day job and your life and see if there's something that sticks out that could be turned into a course that people would be interested in and potentially willing to buy. Now, there is a lot of stuff to think about when you're creating an online course. It's just not, you know, a matter of like recording a a video on your phone in one take and slapping it up online and charging $300 for it. Uh, So to help you guys with all this, I'm going to link in the show notes a course my own business mentors uh, created. It's called Make 500. They've made it absolutely free in order to help people out during this pandemic. So this course goes over how to take your idea to an actual published course that people can pay for and you can get income from. Now, check it out. It's in the show notes again. um, Shout out to Jason and Caroline at Wandering Aimfully for all these resources. I often link you guys to their resources, okay? Um, But definitely check out Make 500 if that is something that you're thinking of doing. Because again, the course is 100% free. So you can at least get an idea of what you'd be in for. Um, Even without committing to the idea fully, you know? And then you can commit to it once once it feels right. So another idea that is... In the same line as what I was just talking about, but not exactly the same as you could teach classes online. Um, but instead of creating a permanent course, you're doing a live video to teach people, right? So take those same ideas and just make it into a presentation people are attending live and paying for. So what you could do is you could do an email announcement about this. You could take payments by PayPal or Square or whatever you've set up for e-commerce. Um, and then you can teach the class using something like Zoom Or um, you could even do, I've seen this done, and this actually is fairly effective. What you could do is you could invite people to a private Facebook group that only paid people get access to. And then you go live only to that group. Now, I'm going to admit I have never done this, so I don't know the logistics on how to do it. But I do know that it's something that people have done. So it's definitely something you could do. Um, Again, check the show notes for some links about, um, you know, using Zoom and all that kind of stuff. And on a similar note, idea number three is you could create an ebook to sell. So instead of creating a video course or instead of doing live teaching, you could uh, create something written. 
if you, especially a good idea for those of you who either A, have something to teach that would be really good as a book, or B, feel really comfortable with writing already. Like you, you already like writing. You, you write, you know, maybe you write uh, as a hobby. Maybe you have a blog. Maybe you, you like writing things for your clinic or your, your job, whatever it is that you do, right? So this is the same idea as the other two ideas. It's just a different execution. It's totally doable for most of you, actually. You know, I, I know I mentioned that, like, it's great if you're, like, a good writer. You don't even have to be a fabulous writer to pull it off. Like, if you have a friend or a family member who you can text or FaceTime or whatever to, to help you out with the writing, just to edit it and make it clearer, you could you can totally do this. You know, you don't have to be, like, the world's best writer. You know, no nobody's asking you to be a Pulitzer Prize winning writer, right? Or, like, a an Amazon bestseller. Like, really, just... You know, a lot of people can pull this off. So if you have something that would be good as an ebook, you can totally do it. Now, in terms of styling it, making it look nice, Canva is one great resource for you guys. It has free templates for creating ebooks that you can use. You can just create them into PDFs. You can also purchase super low cost templates on somewhere like Creative Market. Honestly, you don't even have to really go there. I mean, I do recommend checking out Canva because it's free and pretty easy to use. But you could just create something in Word or Pages or like PowerPoint or Keynote, that kind of thing. Don't get stuck on making it look super duper luxe, right? If you are really computer shy, you don't have to make it super, super luxe. The point is making something that works for you and your skill set and that people are willing to buy. That's the most important stuff, right? And my last idea in this in this uh, things that are adjunct to what you already do category is selling products related to what you do. Now, to be 100% clear here, I know this doesn't work for some of you, whether it's due to regulations by your, you know, your regulatory body or just your own comfort level or just you don't have stock of a product and there's no way you could possibly get stock right now because of what's going on in your city in terms of, you know, lockdown measures and all that kind of stuff. I know that it doesn't work for some of you. This is an idea for those of you it does work for, right? If you are comfortable selling products and shipping them out to people, now is a really good time to do that. You might also be able to implement the safe no contact drop-offs or pickups idea as well, you know. Um, as an example, you know, I mentioned before, we have the caterer that we are uh, supporting and uh, they're doing no contact drop-offs of meals, Right. Another thing is that my husband needed his personal laptop repaired, and so a laptop repair shop came to our house, and we left the laptop outside. Like, just one when they were one minute away, they called us. We left the laptop fully cleaned out on the porch. They picked it up wearing gloves, took it to their car. They're going to clean it, and then they're going to repair it, and they're going to return it to us in the same way. No contact drop-offs. You could do something similar with any kind of product that you're selling, Right. Obviously, again, like I said, this depends where you're located, if it's permitted by local government, if you're allowed to do these things right now. But if you are, this is totally something you can do to earn some income. If you have products that you are already selling or you have a source where you can get things that your clients or social media followers might want, now would be a good idea to do that kind of thing to help keep your business afloat. Whether it's essential oils or nutrition supplements or vitamins or TheraBands or weights or yoga mats or blocks and straps or skincare stuff like creams and oils, like whatever is appropriate for you and whatever you feel comfortable with. Anything you can think of that would help people right now in this time of crisis where they can't go out and buy things on their own so easily, right? If your community is like mine, people are not supposed to leave their house right now unless it's for something essential like groceries. So having mailed out or directly delivered products is very attractive right now. It's a way that you can earn some extra income. Now, obviously, you know, like I've already hinted at, if you have regulatory rules and you can't sell those types of things, if you're a regulated health professional and you are not allowed to do that, I get it. Like, don't don't do something that's going to risk your license. But I want to also tell you guys and just remind you that it is okay for you to earn an income. A regulatory body should not be stopping you from earning an income in some way. Yes, they can tell you it's not okay. You know, like, for instance, massage therapists in BC have been told to full shut down. Right. Absolutely. 100 percent. Don't go. Don't go massaging people. 
right now. You can't open your clinic right now. Do not do that. But if you decide to sell things that would be a gray area or even outside of your profession, it is okay to do that. Just be super, 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 super black and white clear that whatever you're selling is not a part of your normal business. This is not a product from massage therapy. Is not a product as a chiropractor, whatever it is you do. It's a side business you're, you're running right now. Lots of people have multiple business. Lots and lots and lots of people have multiple businesses. As long as you are super, super transparent, you're not giving out receipts with your professional designation on it, you're not giving out receipts with your billing number or any of those things, it is okay for you to earn an income right now. Please give yourself permission for that, okay? You're allowed to run more than one business, as, again, as long as everything is very transparent and black and white, okay? So let's move on from that. I hope you guys got the point on that. It's just something I've been seeing a lot of people saying is that they're afraid or they're worried or they know that their regulatory body doesn't allow them to do X, Y, Z. It is okay to open an adjunct business to your regular business right now. As long as, well, it's always okay. As long as you are extremely clear about it. And like there is no, oh, yeah, I can put my designation on that. Oh, you know, as long as there is no fuzziness whatsoever, you're being super, super clear that this is a different thing that you're doing right now, then you can do it. So let's move on from that. And let's talk about the other side of things now. These are ideas for those of you who need an income urgently right away. You're in a tough spot and you just need something to see you through for a little while. Guaranteed income type of things. Things that don't necessarily have a darn thing to do with what you normally do. So not related to massage therapy or nutrition or yoga or chiropractic or whatever it is you do. Or maybe you just need a break. Because all this pandemic stuff is stressing you the heck out and you just want to work a completely different job for a while. Just to give yourself a break. That's also okay too. If you want to do that, please do. Now, maybe you're interested in doing some of my other suggestions we just went over on your time off while like the kids are occupied or while your partner is doing some work or just like whatever's, you know, we most of us have free time right now is basically what I'm saying because we're we're socially isolating, we're staying at home all the time, right? And that's great if you do want to work on those other suggestions. I really do strongly recommend it if you can, if there's something in there that you that feels doable to you. But again, let's be serious. A lot of you have bills to pay right now and you need an influx of cash. So let's talk about ideas where you can earn income right away. These are suggestions I've collected online in various places from friends, from doing some research, um, from watching news reports. But if you have more ideas, by all means, comment on Instagram, ping me by email, and I will share it with everybody because we're all in this together. Really, I just want to help you guys like get through this. So quick fire of ideas here. Idea number one is you could apply to work at a grocery store, a pet food store, Walmart, Target, pharmacies, any of those types of places. In many areas, they are absolutely desperate for more staff right now because of the influx of people shopping, right? Um, and many are happy to hire somebody as a temporary employee, given the state of things. Most of them are not expecting you to be like a lifetime employee, a long-term employee, but they need people. They need people to work shifts. So if you feel comfortable with that, that is one place that you could apply and try and get some cash pretty quickly. Number two is that if you own a car, um, you could sign on to do food delivery or grocery delivery or other such services. So this is separate from the idea I said a minute ago where you could sell products and like deliver them to people or mail them to people. This is more your uh, you literally, you're just the delivery person. You're not creating the product, selling the product, promoting your pro the product. You're just driving. You're just doing the driving. You know, maybe you're working for Amazon as a delivery person. No shame. If that works for you, if you're comfortable driving, there's a really great need for that right now. So you could earn some income doing that. Another idea that I've seen mentioned a lot of places is the hospitals are looking for screeners, not just in Canada, but in other places as well. Now, this has to be if you are comfortable with this. Remember that the hospitals do provide proper training. They provide you with the PPE, the personal protective equipment. They provide you with all the training on how to use that stuff. It could be a great fit for some of you if you're comfortable with this. And because you have medical knowledge already, so you're already like sort of 
one level above somebody who doesn't know anything about medicine. Um, and I have seen a lot of positions out there being advertised. The one caveat I want to give you, I mean, other than you have to feel comfortable with this because it will put you on the front lines of, of coronavirus. So if you are not comfortable with that, obviously, this is not an idea for you. But the other caveat I had is that I've seen positions positions advertised as being paid. And I have also seen positions being advertised as being volunteer. So obviously go for the ones that are paid, but just be aware that some of them are not paid. So just make sure you're reading the fine print before you go in and take the time to apply. Now, here's one that I literally heard, oh, an hour and a half ago as I'm recording this. Um, I was watching the daily press conference uh, here in Canada, and uh, the uh, anchor at CBC said that Service Canada is hiring and they are desperate for people because we have had a huge influx of people applying for EI employment insurance or just looking for other information about, you know, government uh, resources, et cetera, uh, during this crisis. So if you're in Canada, look for that. Just go to Service Canada and see, you know, I, I don't know. I literally, I didn't look up where the jobs are being advertised, but just Google it. I'm sure you can find it. And if you aren't in Canada, maybe your country has similar needs. I'm sure that they do. There are a lot of uh, people desperately trying to call the government. Uh, you know, I've even heard that play, things like telehealth, we have a we have a number you can call here in Canada um, to get healthcare information. I have heard that those types of services are actually also desperately looking for people, um, you know, to screen and to give information. So depending on your skill set, depending on what these specific services are looking for, this may be something that you can apply for. So definitely look into it. It's something you can do from home just with your phone or by answering emails. Another idea that uh, a friend of mine uh, mentioned on Facebook is online teaching, such as teaching English or teaching a skill from your home. Um, Again, I'm going to put those resources in the show notes. I'm not going to go into like deep detail on it, but places are hiring right now. Um, There's a lot of interest given kids are at home in, in a lot of places, including most of Canada right now. The kids are the kids are not at school. They are at home uh, under uh, social isolation. Um, but even adults are looking for, you know, stuff to do, stuff to learn. So that's definitely something that you could do as well as teaching an online skill. There's places hiring and you could be earning income pretty quickly from that. Another thing you can do is you can sell clothing, makeup or other stuff on Poshmark. If you've never heard of Poshmark, well, yeah, it's like an online marketplace for sort of a little bit nicer stuff. Um, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be like, you know, like Gucci and Prada and stuff, but you know, they, they sell all kinds of brands. Um, but if you have like a bunch of stuff, if you've been at home, stuck at home doing spring cleaning and you're noticing you have like a lot of clothing, um, that would be great to, uh, sell right now. Uh, yeah, you could totally do that. Um, this suggestion is probably better in conjunction with another one since you never know if your stuff is going to sell. But like it's it's nice to try. It's nice for to make an extra few bucks. And the nice thing about Poshmark, by the way, is that uh, they take care of the shipping labels and stuff for you. So as long as you have materials to ship things out, uh, all you need to do is put it in a box, you know, nicely wrapped up, put the label on it and stick it in a mailbox. You don't have to talk to like Canada Post or anything like that at all, as long as the box isn't too big. So this is another way where you can make, you know, some some money right now. And if you have other skills, you can also try to just get some temporary work, either work from home or work in some safe capacity. Um, For example, if you're awesome at data entry or you're really good at creating social media graphics or, you know, you're good at like editing websites, um, All of those things can be done from home. So you can try offering your services on Fiverr or some similar sites. I'll put some links in the show notes. You guys can research that and see if that works for you. But there are also places looking for people regularly for this. Um, Search job ads. I'm going to put a a link to remote jobs on Indeed for you guys. But, you know, in your area, you may have another job search engine that works better. But yeah, search for remote work. There's no shame in doing that. Like, there's nothing wrong at all. Like, there's tons of places that are looking for people right now. And if you have the skills, it might be a good way to sort of bridge that gap between, uh, you know, now when you can't work your regular job and, you know, in the future. And the last thing I want to go over in this episode is I want to remind you guys that you likely have some kind of aid that you can apply for. Now, I don't want to go too deeply into this here in this episode because 
you guys are all in different countries. I have listeners from Canada, the USA, the UK, Australia, and many other countries. Right? And and that's cool, by the way. Hey, you know, it's it's really cool that there's, you know, health, wellness, and, and uh, fitness entrepreneurs from all over the world who listen to me. I really appreciate you guys. I really do. That's so cool. But, um, you know, I'm sure most or all of you have been looking for what kind of government aid you can apply for all on your own. But I will put some links into the show notes for things you can apply for to help pay your bills in sort of more the medium term. There's not necessarily short term aid, depending on where you are specifically. Um, so as an example here in Canada, there are, you know, I, and the Canadian situation, I know the best, partly because I've been looking into these things for my own reference, right? Um, but there are loans that you can apply for where they'll, they'll either defer the interest or they're interest free for a certain amount of time, that kind of thing. Um, the government has mentioned there's going to be funding for self-employed and small business owners. The details on that are still being worked on. Actually, again, as I'm recording this, Parliament is sitting right now debating what these measures are going to be, literally right now. By the time you listen to this podcast, the information may be published. So if you're a Canadian, go ahead and look for that. Definitely, I recommend that. Um, keep that in mind, though, that there are there is government funding that you can apply for in most countries. Use any and all resources available to you is what I'm saying. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel bad about it. You know, if you feel a bit weird about applying for aid, don't. Do what you need to do to keep yourself afloat. You know, uh, this is an unprecedented situation. You didn't get yourself into this by, I don't know, partying too much or whatever. I mean, like, this wasn't due to your bad choices is what I'm saying. Don't feel guilty whatsoever. Apply for aid if it is available to you, please. You know, do what you need to do to keep yourself afloat and know that there are many, many, many other people in the same situation. At the end of last week, for example, over half a million people had applied for uh, EI, uh, income insurance. That's like what you apply for when you're out of a job, when you've been suddenly let go here in Canada. That is the largest number of people that have applied at, in one short period of time, like over like a 24 hour period in our country's entire history. Okay. So many, many, many people are in this situation. It's not just Canada, the U.S., everywhere they're in this situation, okay? And on a final note before I close off, I want to respect the fact that you're all pretty well struggling to pay your bills right now. Or, you know, maybe you've got savings for a little while, but if this goes on for a while, you are going to be struggling, you know? It depends on your, obviously, your individual situations, but I also want to acknowledge that my own business is struggling a great deal right now because you guys are my target clients. If you have no money for things, nobody's paying me for anything either. And this is not going to be a hard sales pitch, I promise. You don't have to go, oh God, Candace is selling to us. I'm going to shut this off right now. No, it's not a hard sales pitch. I'm just being real with you guys and saying, you know, if you want to support me and my business, there is a quick list of things that you can do to help support me in this time. Yes, my husband has a steady job, but, you know, it it's awfully helpful if I have an income too. Just like, you know, I'm sure most of you out there who have a partner, right? Um, so here's some ways that you can support me right now if you are comfortable with doing that, you know, and most of these things are free. Number one is let people know about my podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now, but you know, all the episodes, not just necessarily this one. If you are on social media and you and you do it, tag me if you can, if you're comfortable with that. I'm happy little biz on Facebook and Instagram and I'm Nixie on Twitter. Um, Twitter, I use more of a personal account. I don't have a business account on there, but you know, please do tag me uh, if you if you share the podcast. Um, I also would really appreciate if you follow me on social media and you comment, like, and share my posts. You know, engagement helps me a great deal. It helps all of us out there a great deal. Um, and by the way, I'll try to do the same for you guys. I certainly already try to do that. But, uh, you know, just comment on your posts or share things that I found interesting or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you know, engagement and, and liking and sharing uh, my stuff. Another way you can support me is by joining my email newsletter. I send out emails about once a month and try to give extra tips and value to you guys uh, for running your, you know, your health and wellness business. Things that I don't necessarily mention on the podcast or, you know, on my blog or any other place. I try to make it specific to the newsletter. 
Now, I do also sometimes pitch my services in my newsletter. Let's I'm going to be transparent on that. But I'd say probably 80 to 90% of my newsletters, there is no pitch in them. There might be a mention, you know, that you can go to my website to learn more about my services, but I'm not like trying to hard sell you anything at all in most newsletters. So don't feel like I'm going to, you know, you're going to sign up and then all of a sudden you're going to be, you have your inbox flooded with even more emails than you do right now, than you have right now. I promise you it's not about that for me. Um, but if you want to sign up for the newsletter, if you're comfortable, if you'd like to support me, go to happylittlebiz.com slash newsletter. And finally, if you do have the means right now, if you have an income or some, you know, somewhere else you have money and you would like to work on your business so that it is strong when you reopen to the public, whenever that is after this crisis is over, I would love to talk to you about helping you with your website or helping you with your marketing if you're interested in that. So contact me at Candice at HappyLittleBiz.com. That's email. Or just go to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and read all the details there and get in touch with me. I'm always happy to chat with you guys about my services and how I can help you build a strong and thriving um, healthcare wellness business. So that's it for this episode. I was right. It's almost an hour. (laughs) It's probably going to be slightly over an hour after we're done, you know, editing in the... uh, you know, the music and all the things that we do on this podcast. Um, I apologize if this week's podcast, the sound quality wasn't as good as usual. But you know, hey, desperate times, as they say. But yeah, to close off, I'm wishing you all good health. I hope you stay safe in these hard times. Um, And I know it is cliche, but I really do believe that we are all in this together. So uh, stay safe and well, and I will be back with you guys soon with another episode. I don't know what the next topic will be because things are changing so rapidly. And yeah, we're just going to have to go with the flow with this. Take care, guys. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable, small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.